Good afternoon and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience. She here on Alternative Talk Radio, KKNW. We love you. So, and we are loving all of our brothers and sisters, even the ones that we want to have on time out. Uh, <laughs> like Bunker Boy. So, Eric, how are you doing today? Oh, I am doing well. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's a interesting time here in the United States, of course. But uh, you know, we we had a lot of negative negative stuff happen, and I feel like some positive change is coming out of that. And so I'm I'm feeling slightly more optimistic this week. How about you? Yeah. I'm feeling good. I I wish that uh, people wouldn't use the phrase defund the police department because that that sounds to some people like you want to get rid of the police entirely. Yes. And I don't think anybody's that silly. No, I I agree. I I feel like uh, folks on the left maybe uh, need to work a little harder on their slogans. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Refund, maybe. I don't know. Just just because. (laughs) Move the funds. (laughs) Yeah, people willfully misinterpret uh, a lot of times um, what they're. It's the same thing with Black Lives Matter, of course. Of course, black lives. All lives matter. We know that, right? Well, yeah, that that's the thing. But of course, what they're saying is that we're bringing attention to the fact that people are acting as if black lives don't matter. Don't matter. And and really, if they had said black lives matter too, that exactly. might have also, solved. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Or also, yeah, that might have solved. The issue, but you know, when you're trying to come up with a slogan that fits on a sign or a hashtag yeah, or whatever, adding words. yeah, it it makes it it makes it tough. But that makes the the critics or the people on the right or whatever, uh, you know, just willfully misinterpret that, and you know that can be that can be a challenge, of course. It is, and we're kind of having like a roundtable discussion today. I have uh, two delightful people with me here physically. Uh, Arthur Reynolds has been on before. Hi, Arthur. Say hello. 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 (laughs) And Ema Coleman, she's new. She just arrived in Arizona from Florida. True. So she's going to give us a little insight in some of the stuff that's happening in Florida. Uh, Okay. okay. (laughs) She's our Florida correspondent. And uh, Arthur's just uh, has, he and I have different viewpoints, but it's always respectful. You know, unless he's completely. I like hearing what other people have to say because my point of view isn't the only point of view. That's true. There's millions, and so if I don't hear other people's point of view, how can I learn? That's true. Exactly. And I'm teaching him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And vice versa. And vice versa. Well, yeah. But um, we also have one other person who's been on the show before, and she is in Seattle. Pina Bellagrano. Hello, my friend. Hello, Susan. So, um, I, I kind of think, and, and of course, Eric, you pop in anytime you want. You always do, and you always have something good to say, even though, you, you know, you try to be polite, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're very successful at that. But uh, I always love to hear what you have to say. Oh, well, you know? thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Pina, one of my big concerns is, you know, you and I have both been involved in, in Seattle politics for some time, and, and neither of us voted for Jenny Durkin, but I don't think she's done a horrible job. Do you? No, and what happened, I guess, 
now the some of the progressive leaders are calling for her to resign because of some escalation that happened on Capitol Hill, um, the mm-hmm. neighborhood uh, where the where the protesters have actually kind of taken over a police precinct. But right. they these precincts kind of yeah they chose to kind of go away on their own and to just let them be because it's almost like it turns almost like into a block party. People are yeah, well, it basically has. You know, they're just out there. They're giving out food to people. They're, yeah. they're playing music. And it's kind of a nice break. <laughs> you know? It's like a block yeah. party. It and is. Then, well, that's what they're known for. Um, and it's... Course, go ahead, yeah, honey. And then, of course, you always have, you know, the white supremacists, right? Like last right. week after the police left and everything, this, I don't want to call his name, but um, this guy Percy. basically drove into the crowd, and mm-hmm. one of the guys that was there, um, his mother actually was a 911 dispatcher, and his dad was in the police department forever, and he thought he'd be there to kind of, you know, help out the protesters. He sees this guy driving into the crowd, so then he reaches and gets his steering wheel, right? To stop yeah, trying him. to slow the car down. Yeah, and yeah. he calls him out by his name because he recognized him. They went to the same school, so the guy was shocked. And then he gets out of the car. No, the, wait, say this clearly. <laughs> the guy who was driving into the crowd had a yes. gun, mm-hmm. and he shot the young man who was trying to get a hold of the steering wheel to prevent the car. But he said the young man who, who grabbed the steering wheel said he was really, he didn't want to turn the steering wheel because he didn't want to hit yes. anybody by doing that. Yes. So, And so the guy driving the car used his gun to shoot this guy, and he moved just as he shot him. So he did shoot him in the arm and missed his chest. Yeah, because he was aiming from the chest. Yeah. Right, right. Isn't that sick? I mean. So I think angels were involved. I really do. Right. um, Because no one was killed. And, you know, this is the thing about fear and anger. The, the, the guy driving the car, and it's all on video. See, this is the good thing about everything. This is what Ema and I were talking about earlier, right. that now everybody's got a camera. Yeah. You can't say, well, this is what happened when it's, on, it. when, it, when it's on camera. Exactly. And so people mm-hmm. can't get away with lying. Well, they were throwing rocks and bottles at my car, and they were, they were, none of that happened. Nope. Right. None of that happened. It's the same way when the police in New York were try- were running and driving into the crowd and they said, we were surrounded, we had no other choice. I look at the fit and I hear that and I go, well, I would do the same thing if I was surrounded and, and I thought they were going to pull me out of the car. I look at the video, that is not what happened at all. Exactly. People yeah. were not going after their car. They, they were well, deliberately trying to run over people. So when you see it, it's a whole lot different than when you hear the story. That's right. And that's why it's important that people are using their phones. Everybody has a camera now. Everyone has a camera. To show the well, truth. And their full point is to disrupt these peaceful protesters to then say, Oh, it was a riot, or it was. It was a riot, and they're all, yeah. and they're, you know, they're they're terrorists. You know, yeah, uh, really. Uncle Boy is calling all the uh, <laughs> Arthur's <laughs> giving me a look. Bunker Boy keeps calling the uh, protesters uh, terrorists. They're not terrorists. Well, they're, they're American terrorists. citizens <laughs> who are exercising their constitutional right to protest something that's very wrong. 
freedom of speech. Yeah, mm -hmm. freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. These are all things that we ostensibly hold near and dear in our country. And those are all the things that he attacked. You know? Right. The <laughs> press is against you. The press is against you. No, they're not. Now, they may have a slant. One news organization may have a slant in one direction, another news organization a slant in another direction. But this mythology of the liberal press is mythology. Yeah. CNN may be more one way. Fox is definitely not liberal press. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, and I want to I want to go more into um, into some of the things. So Jenny Durkin, they felt. Uh, the, the, the the kids that took over the I can't tell you how many demonstrations I've done at City Hall. I looked at the, <laughs> at the video and I'm like, oh, yeah, but you didn't see anybody carrying on. They were all being peaceful. They were all sitting there and say it's our City Hall. And that's the truth. It is the people's City Hall. You know, and when they pulled back and boarded up the East Precinct and said, uh, you know, we're just moving back. And I understood that uh, for some reason, and, and I don't know if this is true, I just heard a, this is a rumor, and I'm not trying to be a rumor monger, but that there was some uh, desire to use that building where the East Precinct is for something else. Is that, do you know, have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I heard that on the news uh, when they interviewed actually Durkin, like they wanted to use it like more like a community center. But however, you know, she said that basically not really because they do need policing anyway so right looking into it how they can go back to it so, I have, mean, have you heard they, anything on that eric well i've i've heard talk that they uh want to change it to be maybe a community center i i believe Sh uh shawant uh, uh council member shawant was saying that today um so yeah i i guess we'll see uh what comes of it <laughs> Well, you know, there, there's a lot of details that have to be worked out between an idea and, and an execution of that sure. idea. And the fact of the matter is, we, we, if we, you know, looked at the broken window, if we upstream things, if we did uh, gang prevention, if we did uh, social services, if we did so many of the things that we've been putting more on the police than they actually are capable of handling. And more than they want to handle. They don't yeah, want to right. do these things. Yeah. And they get put in the position of having to be social workers and all that. Right. So that's a bad thing. Um, do you remember, uh, uh, I just said his name earlier, Pina, uh, mm. police chief, Norm Stamper. Oh, remember Stamper, yeah. Chief Stamper? Yeah, uh, I was very involved with with uh, Norm Stamper. He was community policing. When we had community policing in si the city of Seattle, we had a very different way of dealing with things. Uh, when when the citizens feel in partnership with the police, you have very different outcomes when the police uh, are aggressive and are militaristic. So we changed as we went down the road on who the police chief was, and we moved away from community policing, which was a huge mistake. Uh, the kids I worked with, the, the gang prevention, they wanted to see uh, 
police officers on bicycles in their neighborhood so they could say, Officer Jones, you know, I saw blah, blah, blah over here. And there would be this interaction. So when the citizens feel that they can go to the police for protection, it keeps their neighborhood safe from people who are committing crimes in their neighborhood. Ema mm-hmm. doesn't realize we're on radio. She's nodding her head. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's true. That's true. true. <laughs> don't you agree? I don't care where you're living. No, that's true. Because Well, while well you grew up in that, New York. Yeah. That's it. I was going to say, um, because it reminded me of when being in New York, especially when I was younger, when we used to have the young lords and everything else, and they used to help the police. Correct. You know, to um, control the the community. What were the guys and with the red berets? Yeah, that was, that was the, the young lords. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, and at, at the time, everybody first thought they were negative, and come to find out, they were very positive because mm-hmm. they worked together. And that's what community is all about. It's not just working for your particular community, but working within and without the community, as far as people working as one. And um, Unfortunately, a lot of that has been lost, and we need more of that. We, we need to get back. I think that, that that has to be a piece of, and I really hate this, defund the police as a phrase, because uh, the immediate reaction is just like Eric said earlier, you know, Black Lives Matter. Also, I'm always saying, as well as. Or two. You know, that <laughs> too. Yeah. Right. Or two, simply. Two. Yeah. Um, never mind. I thought it was a family joke. Anyway, <laughs> so, I have my mind kind of goes in a circle. Um, it's really important that that people don't take something that you're saying to mean one thing and try to say, well, white lives matter and blue lives matter and yeah, everybody's life matters. Right. That's a given. But some lives don't seem to matter as much as others. I mean, we're going to. I'm going to go sidestep here a little bit, and then we're going to get back to 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 this. But that bunker boy has decided that the uh, first uh, uh, rally he is going to hold will be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, that in 1921, and you know, I heard oh this this riot of of whites against blacks, but nobody has actually said what it uh, what took place uh, and why this is so. Why this is so important, and it um, uh, this was this neighborhood in in uh, Tulsa was the wealthy blacks. This was a high, uh, you know, these were blacks that had done well, did yeah. really well. They called it Black Wall Street because it was Black so Wall successful. And yeah. they got burned it was down. so successful, mm-hmm. and they were attacked by. From air, too. They had private planes attacking them. There were uh, 6,000 black residents interned in large facilities. Uh, it was There were only 36 dead, apparently, with this, 26 black and 10 white. But the idea that you would hold a rally in the place with the worst massacre, it was over Labor Day weekend, and basically what it happened was a, a shoe shiner was accused of assaulting a 17-year-old white girl, mm-hmm. uh, an accusation. And from that, they decided that it was uh, the rumor spread, uh, you know. Uh, made a major issue about it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and of course, you know, uh, Strange Fruit, if anyone who knows that song, uh, it was about oh, the lynch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and the lynchings Mm -hmm. that took place and people still don't understand how that's still ingrained in young blacks from what happened at their grandparents age and you're not understanding it Mm -hmm. you know and that he would hold his first rally at this location well not just that but on Juneteenth on Juneteenth yes. Day, and a lot of people in Washington State, I was always having to tell people what Juneteenth was because in in Rachel, my younger daughter, we thought was going to get born on Juneteenth because I ate so much watermelon while I was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's womp, a bad womp, joke. Womp. Yeah, womp, that, that is a very bad joke. <laughs> that's a really bad joke. But it's funny. I, I don't care. <laughs> I really womp, don't care. Womp, womp. I want to. <laughs> anyway, uh, she was born the next day, June the twentieth, and. And now one more little aside here. Uh, we are doing a show next week that I pre-recorded uh, on the 19th because my daughter will be here with me for her birthday. And I just wanted to say that myself, that that's really exciting for me. We're going to take a hot air balloon ride, you know, on her birthday, which is summer solstice and, and it is an eclipse. The only bad part is we have to get up while it's still dark because it's a sunrise hot air balloon ride. Right, right. So we have to be there at 4.45 And you later in the balloons can't And it's too, too hot. It's yeah. too hot. Yeah. Well, you it's the it winds. Early. It's the winds that they have to watch. Anyway, I'm just, that's an aside. That's a positive thing. I had to throw in a really happy note in the middle of the, uh, <laughs> mass the negative notes instead of the mass murdering. <laughs> and so you're, you're going to have it at this location. You cannot tell me that is not a message. Oh, you cannot tell me you're going to hold it on Juneteenth in Tulsa, where the worst massacre ever from blacks who succeeded, who were murdered because of a rumor. You know, yeah, what kind of a message is he trying to send, really? Well, it seems pretty As obvious usual. to me. As usual, right? And then and the people, I just and aren't and you guys thankful? Go yeah, ahead. to justify, it looks like the, his supporter the other day, one of the Republicans, answered that he's got to hold it there because, you know, that's where he won on his vote, right? And the ironic thing, you want to hear about this part? Yes, go ahead. He's having a disclaimer for the people that catch COVID. I know. I love that. That if you get COVID-19 at a rally... <laughs> You can't sue. You have to. You have to sign a degree, but you can't sue them for that. Well, here's the thing. We were just talking about that this morning. My mat. My wearing a mask protects you from me. You wearing a mask protects me from you. If we're all wearing a mask, we have made a social contract to be thoughtful and considerate of each other. Okay. That's protect each other. Protect exactly. each other because. When people say we're all in this together, and they're not really, but if you know, if you really are in this together, this is what you do. So they're in it, whether we like it or not, is the unfortunate exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, you can say, "Well, hell, let them just all get COVID nineteen and blah blah blah," but it doesn't work like that. No, they spread because it. they spread it, and so they are taking no responsibility as usual for. As usual, sorry for the rest of us, and that's that is beyond selfish. If if you want to get this disease and maybe die or or get very ill, that's one thing. But you're spreading it to the rest, 
And we have that happening right here in Arizona right now. I think that they just had the uh, the largest number of, of, I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, today, I think the in, new cases were 1,654 that were announced this morning in Arizona. We opened up too soon. And Governor Ducey, oh my goodness, he's such a great guy. <clears throat> <laughs> would that Sticking be some on. patented Susan sarcasm? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it definitely would. Because he says, well, I wear a mask. Now, mind you, there's no photographs of him at his press conferences, of he or his staff, any of them wearing masks. He pulls something out of his pockets. See, I have a mask. And he puts it back in, and he never puts it on. Like... <laughs> You, I have one. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, look, there's a mask. I couldn't even tell well, if it was a mask, but you know, from what he pulled out of his pocket, <laughs> it was a handkerchief for all we know, you know, who knows? But I mean, really, this is your way of saying, look, I have a mask. I, I wear a mask. You don't wear a mask. You're, you're having a press conference and you don't have a mask on. Right. So you're trying to please bunker boy and you're still trying to yeah. look like you care. At the same time, you can't do it, buddy. You just can't do it. You have to be authentic. You have to be real and you have to be truthful. Absolutely. Well, that's the very, very least that people can do because, you know, studies have shown that it goes, you know, the spread of it, the droplets go at least uh, nine, ten feet or that's up right. to 26, depending on the environment, right? If there's a wind. And right. Stuff. So right. that's the very, very least. And then also what people still don't get, they were like the number one in the world. I mean, I looked at yesterday's We're number, number one. We're, yeah. oh, wait. That's wrong, 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 number wrong number one. one. Yeah. We were at like 2 million um, and 3,000, right? 930. 2 right. million and 4. I compared it to the 11th of May, and we were up 700,000 in a month. The second country below us is Brazil with 700,000. And seventy two four one six. So Total. we went in a month what Brazil has for the whole country. Right for wow. months, yeah. And that's uh, that's really that's really sad. Um, we I think we talked about this last week. I just want to briefly touch on it. Uh, the WA one, you know, that the, they thought the cases stemmed from that first case in Washington State, but then they find out it wasn't actually the first case that they've you know done more research. But the difference was, the state of Washington, the people that could make a decision, immediately acted to protect the public, right. to protect yeah. the public health. Their outcome was so different than New York's because of that difference. And, you know, thank you, Governor Jay Inslee. You know, thank you, the officials in, in Washington State who thought about public health instead of the economy, instead of uh, the way things look or any That's of this. Right. They said, no, health is the, the most important thing. Absolutely. You know, you, you can't spend that money if you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, well, who cares about the economy? Economies <laughs> come and go, you know. And so uh, I love I didn't I didn't write it down and I should have 
both uh, Jenny Durkin and Jay Inslee's response to Bunker Boys uh, saying he's going to send troops in if you don't take care of this. First of all, it's illegal. He can't can't send anybody in unless they're asked for. And they're not only not asked for, they're told, no, you cannot do this. But what did he say, Eric? Do you remember what what Jay Inslee said to him in in the Twitter response? Uh, let me look that up. I don't want to miss. Look that up. Look, look that up and Jenny, because those were both really great responses. And so we were still talking, you know, Pina, we, we've talked about, we have friends who've been, uh, demonstrating down at Olympia and they want to impeach, uh, uh, Jay Inslee because he shut the state down to protect people's health. Uh, no, I actually want to commend him for caring about uh, the citizens of the state of uh, Washington. It's so sad to me, though, that we have such disparity from one state to another. Yeah. You know, uh, in what our response, excuse me, in what our response is, because we need to have a unified. Well, it just goes to show that that um, that the United States is not united right now like it should be. No, we are the United States. I mean, when, when, when Bunker Boy said, um, we're just not going to, to send money to California because of, of, for the forest fires, because when you remember that California is the fifth largest economy on the planet, all right, what if California said, that's not going to happen. What if California said, well, we're just not going to, we're not going to put our money into the coffers of the United States Treasury. We'll just keep it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not going to do that. No. But the point being, it's that's more of a loss to you than you not sending them the money. We'll just keep our money then. We won't we won't do it. We won't be the United States. We'll all be these little separate autonomous things and we and we're not going to share with you. Because the states in the United States that take the most out of the treasury are the ones that put the least in. Right. They're the ones most in need and they're the ones that are always complaining about Washington, uh, you know, Illinois, all these states that have more, put more money in than they take out. And honestly, I don't care. I don't mind putting more in. If people need, if I put in, you know, a hundred dollars and you put in 20, but you need some of my hundred, take it. It's okay by me because that's, we're all in this together. Right. That's the same thinking. And if your thinking is one of I'm going to grab everything I can get. And you are terrible people because you're not letting me, you know, dig yourselves. I mean, seriously, just dig yourselves. It's just crazy. So, you know, this whole thing around the bunker, uh, they changed the story on that continuously. But I did want to say something that I think has far reaching effects that I think is important that we, we, we're so used to thinking we're a democracy when we've slid so far away from that and we've become so fascist that we need to understand that, say Trump du- loses the election. Let's just say he loses the election. And <laughs> stop it, Ema. Which it looks <laughs> very likely that is going to happen. Although you That can, he'll lose. Yeah, right. you can't. Count your chickens before they hatch, of course. Unhatched chickens are not to be counted. (laughs) That's right. Uh, (laughs) So, if Harris and Susan, I found the information on the on the tweet that Trump did, and also the response, and I had a letter uh, from um, from Jay Inslee, also kind of emphasizing the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So who? 
Who wants to go first, you or Eric? <laughs> Pina, if you, if you want to do Pina. it, go ahead. Okay. So Trump's tweet was, Radical left Governor Jay Inslee and the mayor of Radical. Seattle are being taunted and played at a level that our great country has never seen before. Take back your city now. If you don't, I will. This is not a game. These ugly anarchists must be stopped immediately. Move fast. And then he follows with another one. Domestic terrorists have taken over Seattle, run by radical left Democrats. Of course, law and order. Okay, <laughs> so, wait a second. Those people singing and dancing in the streets and handing out food. Oh, oh my radical. God, it's so scary. <laughs> I'm telling right? you, I'm terrified. Oh, <laughs> darest I walk down the street in Capitol Hill and join people in song? <laughs> <laughs> so the mayor said, go back to your bunker, Seattle. Um, let's see. Uh, and then go back to your bunker. And then the governor said, a man who is totally incapable of governing should stay out of Washington business. Donald Trump <laughs> won't stop tweeting nor he will stop his hateful agenda and his Republican allies in and out of state will fall in line to attack me and all the progressive we make together. And then it goes on into a letter of, you know, what he's focused on and, you know, and it goes on and on and on. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Inslee w was smart also with uh, the Trump uh, saying the Trump administration knows what Washington needs right now. If the president wants to show leadership and that yeah. he cares about the people in this state, he should send us the PPE we've needed for months. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Durkin's comment was make us all safe. Go back to your bunker, which <laughs> I agree to. Absolutely. So the one good news that is happening that it's, it's, I don't know that it's ever happened in our country before. We have military leaders, generals standing up and saying, no, Maybe we that. don't send our troops against our people. We don't do this. Yes. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Now, these are not wild-eyed left-wing radicals. These are generals in the military. They're by nature, conservative. By nature, they follow what the commander in chief tells them. Yes. But when they say what? Yes, I think we're yes. all agreeing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. They take an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. Their oath is to the Constitution, not to any person, not to politics, and they stay apolitical. They may get political after they leave. They may be political in private, but never in public. All right? That's their job, and they know it. This People don't understand what a good sign this is. Basically, these generals are saying, there is no way we're going to support a, a president who doesn't want to leave office. We won't do that, because that's unconstitutional. Absolutely. And I I don't believe that he could do it without the help of the military. Am I wrong? No, you're you're not wrong. No. Oh good. I like I like it when I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but what is very likely to happen is him to claim that the election was rigged and that, that you know it, it, they it cheated and he will likely have some supporters 
uh, maybe commit some violence, uh, you know, in response to his lies. Um, But that's going to happen, unfortunately, no matter what. So, right. Well, you look at uh, where were they? Where were they marching, Pina? Where the they were marching, saying Black Lives Matter, and they had the sign All Lives Matter, and they had the guy that was a prison guard with his knee on the neck of, a, oh, of another thing. This yeah. is what happens to you when you don't obey the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was in New Jersey yesterday. Yes. So the um, the Black Lives Matters are you know are walking by, and this guy's on the side, like on on the grass. He's holding down. Just like Chauvin did to Mr. Floyd, he's holding down for the person with his knee on his neck, and he's yelling out, "This is what happens when you don't comply with the cops, right?" And right. then, right yeah. on the backdrop, he's got his truck with a huge Trump sign, and then a flag just draped over it. It's like, like we said before, me and you, it's first of all, it's a disrespect for the flag, anyways. Like he's defecating on it because what he's saying. And then I, I thought of the eulogy that Reverend Sharpton did at the, um, at Floyd the funeral. Floyd funeral, yeah. Yeah, where he said, stop, you know, get off our neck. And he was referring mm-hmm. to, obviously, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, back to slavery. It's like, you're still on our neck. So he was doing that analogy. And I was thinking of that when I looked at this. And it's like, this guy's saying, we're not going to get off your neck. We're going to continue this. And he's a correctional officer on top of it. Yeah, yeah, which makes it even sadder. What makes it wonder what is he doing? What is he doing at the prison when we can't watch him? Um, The other thing that makes me crazy about the uh, the right wing is, wait a minute, that's my flag. I don't have to get the biggest flag I can and stand outside and wave it. I don't Mm -hmm. have to do that because I know I'm an American. I know it's my flag. It's my country. I love my country. And how dare you think you're more of an American than me? Right? Yeah. You're the same. You're, you're a citizen just like I am. I don't think I own the flag. I don't. It belongs to all of us. And how dare you act like, well, because I'm waving it all the time. Look, i got a flag. I'm waving the flag, man. I'm much more of American. But they're disrespecting it. It's disrespectful. That's right. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head, Pina. Absolutely. So, yeah, and that that's something that just um, absolutely uh, makes me crazy. You mean you don't have to make out with the flag for it uh, <laughs> <laughs> to mean something to you? Maybe. <laughs> I know. Can wrap my arms around that flag and just, oh, baby, baby flag, I love you so much. Oh, my God, so disgusting. Uh, anyway, you, I, I hope everybody in the audience knows what we're referring to when Bunker Boy was uh, clutching the flag in his arms. Every single rally that he holds, and he the, makes out with yeah. the flag. But did you? But did you know so that he reaches up under the flag skirt? Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, Susan. <laughs> oh, oh, he can't help himself. Um, all right, so we, uh, we, we're going to come back with more frivolity uh, on serious situations uh, in a few minutes. We want to talk more about all of this. Uh, if you can stay with us, Pina, I would love that. Oh, okay. That's okay, great. Um, and you are listening to Susan Harmon Experience, she on Alternative Talk Radio, KKNW. Stay tuned for more great news. 
Are you ready to become comfortable in your own skin? The Vast Institute's encouraging curriculum is designed to infuse your world with optimism and creative life solutions. Our four pillars of learning provide a holographic toolkit taking you to the next level. If you're ready to experience a quality of life currently beyond your imagination, call us at 206-935-7872 or visit our website at vastinstitute.com to discover how to enrich your life at work or play. From Susan Harmon's private collection, these rare finds are now available for purchase until the end of June 2020. Quartz crystals that are large generators, rare Antarctic crystals with only three available. Russian phenakite, just one amazing specimen left. Czech moldavite of medium-sized high-quality pieces and various spears. Check out the pictures at Susan Harmon's Facebook page or email susan at susanharmon.com or call 206. 206- 8535225 that's 2068535225 On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Leslie Rule, who has written a true crime book in the footsteps of her famous mother. On Saturday, Reverend Michael Bogar returns with a fascinating conversation about mysticism. What's a mystic like you doing in a place like this? Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Susan Harmon is offering a 20% discount on a bi-locality session if booked by June 15, 2020. Social distancing? No problem. You receive the energy in one location while Susan uses stones and sound in the pyramid at another location. To book your session or to ask about a three-session special, email susan at susanharmon.com or call 206-853-5225. That's 206-853-5225. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to Susan Harmon Experience, where we're rocking out. Uh, For those of you who don't know, that wasn't Woody Guthrie singing, but Woody Guthrie wrote that song. And Woody Guthrie, Guthrie, father of Arlo Guthrie, Alice's Restaurant, uh, Woody Guthrie was uh, really put down. He is from Oklahoma. Go figure. He was from Oklahoma, and he was called, the nicest thing I think he was called was a communist. You know, because he really, truly believed in what our country was supposed to be about was freedom and equality and all of this, you know, that we are all one country. So I just wanted to bring that up. Good song, Eric. You always do great songs. Well, thank you. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. I I think they did a great version of that. They did. That's a much cooler version than Woody's original folk song, (laughs) folk song version. You know, this one's cool. Yeah, Yeah, it was of its time. The, yes, the folky definitely. version that he, he recorded. We all have a time and a place. Some of us move around from one time <laughs> to one place and back and forth again. Anyway, uh, the interesting thing to me was I had I had heard this that Chauvin that was an attorney, a family attorney said that Chauvin knew Floyd, that they had worked, and so it was definitely confirmed, uh, like a day or two ago, that they knew each other. They both worked at the same club. The owner of the club said Chauvin did, was too rough on the clients many times, and the two of them did not get along. So he knew him, and 
you cannot tell me it's not premeditated murder. If you know the guy and you're leaning on it. Now, did you say, Pina, when we talked earlier that two of those officers had only been on the job for like four days? Yeah, so they're rookies. And also one of them, it seemed like, made bail or something. Yes, then, I saw that. Right? And then the other disgusting thing I just read, that even if Chauvin gets um, charged, he is still going to get an pension or benefit. Right, of, of a million dollars. Yeah, 1.5 in benefit. Like, what is the justice on that? I mean... No, exactly. And, and when the when the police see what get rid of the police unions because seriously, when they can't be charged, when they know that they, it makes every other police officer look back. We were just talking about this during the break. Uh, you know, Arthur was talking about when he was a, you know, a, a, an officer. If if he didn't stop somebody from doing something, he was as guilty as they were. Exactly. They can't hear you nod your head, honey. Yes. <laughs> and I, I'm a retired lieutenant, so we, we were supposed to stand up for each other, but we were not supposed to allow each other to do something that was it wrong. That was wrong. Right. But so these guys, I, my heart does go out to this, though. If you've only been on the job four days and this guy is your supervisor yeah. and he's telling you to do this, you, it never, I doubt if either one of these two young guys had any clue that the guy would die. I, I, I really don't think they thought that would happen. Chauvin knew it would happen. He did it deliberately. He knew that he was going after this guy. He yeah. knew what he and, was doing. Yeah, and they actually questioned him. I think I, I heard either the, one of their attorneys, they questioned him, and he says, no, keep your knee on his back. You know? That's right. So That's they right. Followed he said, don't. Him. And I mean, the most disgusting thing about all this, this was over a $20 bill. You know? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All you had to do was give the guy a ticket or whatever and, and charge him and he'd go to court. You know, it was there was no reason for it to escalate. But that's what happens. Good police officers in community policing de-escalate situations, not escalate them. That's the way that it's done. That's what a good officer does. And they're trained to do that. They're supposed so to be trained. Them, not a lot of them. Specific ones that you find out do the wrong thing. We're never correctly training at all. Or they're, I'm just telling you, I know you're saying that Arthur, but I disagree with you. I think some departments do not do the training that's necessary. I really do. They don't do the training. They should be the training you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They're not getting They're They're, they're being told different things and it's coming from a militaristic view rather than from a community view. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've slid away from that and it's, Mm -hmm. and it's not a good thing for us. It's not a good thing for the officers through some of it, and they're not getting the understanding across to some of these guys. Because well, they tried rushing me, and I wouldn't put up with it. I was like, no, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this right. So I told them when, because mine was separate from them, but I know people that were government. I wasn't government, I was contractor. So a contractor, if you screw up, you don't get paid. So we had to do everything right, because we they would throw us under the bus. But a lot of these, my friends that were in the government, they said, oh, yeah, we just kind of slipped on through and rushed. So they didn't, I don't think they got the full understanding they should have had, you know, received. I agree. And I think it's different from one department to the next. So we still have to look at that. But here's something else to remember, Pina. There's civil lawsuits. He he may get a, a million and a half, but can he keep it? 
Probably not. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. 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 yeah, Absolutely. So I, that's not something that really bothers me. Great. Because the family could use it. Right. It's going to his family and not to necessarily to him. Well, no, no. The family of the victim. Family of Floyd's the victim. victim. Yeah, you've seen But I was thinking about suit. also his wife because his wife is the well, ex- everything Well, exactly. Uh, his, yeah. So there's all. See, and, and what we're bringing up here is really, I think, to the point. Any action that happens, there are always other consequences, That's the right. unintended consequences. When I remember the Green River killer who murdered all those women, what about his kids? Mm-hmm. How do his children deal with that? When someone does something, there was a country and western song, you know, mama's in the ground, daddy's daddy's in prison, mama's in the ground. Right. It has consequences. Nobody ever talks about what happens to the children with this. What the they've shown, too, when children witness violence, it's as hard on them as experiencing that violence. So when you're a little kid and you see your father being attacked by police officers and beaten up, it has a lifelong impact on you. And right. it's very negative. It's and and as well no. as the ones who, who have created harm, you know, their kids, you know, get chastised for that, you know, also. So they have to deal with That's that right. kind of headache, you know, for the rest of their lives, you know. So, yeah. So everything we do, there's ripples that go out from exactly. it. Exactly. I'm sitting here doing this show with people that uh, that I care about. And we are talking and we're doing this, but there's a ripple going out. Our words go out and they touch people or they, in one way or another, they may go, oh, they're so full of beans. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or they may go, yes, Uh, we don't know. We don't know what that consequence is. So if everything you do, you do an authenticity and an integrity, that is going to make a huge difference on how you impact on other people, whether you ever meet them or not. You know, I mean, the it's little things—it's almost like a selfishness, right? Because obviously, yes. Evan and people like him only think of themselves, so they don't think of their family. Like, what are the repercussions, right? Right. I totally agree. Great. Right. Yeah. So. so- you know, um, I did want to say one more thing on COVID nineteen because of the of the fact that you brought up that uh, uh, people that go to those rallies can't sue them because they already know they're going to get COVID nineteen by going to those <laughs> rallies with no mask. They already know that's going to happen, but because Bunker Boy needs his ego rubbed so it's so that's the most important thing to him his ego has to be stroked he can't stand it not happening and those rallies were so important to him in terms of having these people the adoration that he that he got i mean it feeds him it feeds him and he doesn't care if they die no you know who was the the black comedian that said uh well you know you you poor white people that are supporting uh, Trump, understand, he's not there for you. He's fair. I'm a millionaire. He's there for me. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I didn't say it as well as he did, but it was uh, it was really funny. And it was moved me to remember what his name was. Chris Rock? Steve Harvey, no, maybe? No, no. Oh, Steve Harvey. <laughs> anyway, no, not Steve. It might have been Chris It wasn't Rock, Chris Rock. It was that. another guy. It begins with a C, the last name, too. Um uh. It's a longer than last the name. the entertainer? No. Okay. okay. 
<laughs> we're just gonna keep. Let's all name every single black Let's comedian all, yeah, on the planet. So one of the things in Maricopa County, which is the county that uh, that Phoenix is in in Arizona, they because of so many new cases uh, of of COVID nineteen. Remember last week I said these these numbers are going to go up. They're going to go up. Uh, so we've had. Uh, larger daily increases for the past two weeks than before. Right. Now, now it's true that some of that can be accounted for with testing, but not all of it by yeah. any means. Uh, the Maricopa uh, health officials said there that we, we really need to pay attention, avoid groups, wear masks, wash your hands. And then they added in the report there and needed other things what 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 are they what are the other things you know say yeah. them don't just don't just say it but uh yes it, more testing accounts for some of it but it doesn't account for all of it we still need to wear masks when i go into the grocery store i'm wearing a mask and i was just saying that to you Today. Yeah, it's important. Mm -hmm. It's a really important to wear a mask all the time. If everybody wears a mask, it's going to help. That alone is going to do some good. New Zealand just opened up. The Prime Minister of New Zealand. It was so beautiful because uh, I would be, I would ask everybody in the audience to go online and look at the four phases of New, New Zealand's program in terms of, of how how to deal with COVID nineteen. And what I liked most about what she said was we're opening back up because we haven't had any new cases, what, in like two weeks or something. Yeah, they actually got it down to zero. Yeah. Zero in two weeks. But she said we'll, we will have more. And we need to pay attention to that. We're not home free. It will happen again. And we need to, as soon as it does, we're going to be prepared. And I think that was the most sensible thing. Yes, Given New Zealand is a smaller country. And an island, or two islands. <laughs> and two islands, several islands, down south of Australia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Given that, it's still, in, excuse me, it's still important. It's not COVID-19. It's this other thing here. <laughs> Swallowing wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you hear something? My daughter is a flight attendant, right? She thinks that I should move to New Zealand or Australia. There's I agree with you. With the state, <laughs> yeah, with the state of Hawaii, that Speaking I think Hawaii, New Zealand, and some of those islands are banding together to ban the flights from the U.S. <laughs> I thought, Hawaii, yeah, Hawaii. Yes, yeah, we were talking about Hawaii doing that. Mm -hmm. right? Well, you know, yes. when, 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 when Bunker Boy has touted, well, I blocked all flights from China. You know, the Chinese people that can afford to fly, they'll just fly to another country, get on a plane there, and then fly here. Okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> hello, you know, people are creative. Especially, think. you know, they, they like, well, I want to get there. How do I do it? <laughs> Did you not watch that movie, Planes, Trains? And, oh, you know? yeah. yeah, right. They got there. So um, those are those are important things. But the fact that she's saying, Right now we're down to zero. Doesn't mean it's not going to come back. And so when it does, we're going to pay attention. We could have done that in this country if we didn't do every man for himself. Every state does it their own way. 
We could do, but well, we travel. We still travel, and but also New Zealand took precautions. They had something in place before it even got there, which was the reason why they were able to protect themselves That's so right. well. We had that at the beginning a, a long time ago, and it, then it got dismissed. That's right. You know, and then once it got dismissed, then of course we have all these casualties. Well, understand that Obama's administration told the Trump administration. We got rid of these guys initially, and we were wrong because then we had to deal with uh, SARS, you know, the other diseases. Mm -hmm. We had to do that. We brought them back. Don't make that mistake. Here's everything laid out for you. Here's all of the, the paperwork. Here's everything that you need to know. Make sure that we have these scientists. We will have a pandemic at some point. Absolutely. That's what the scientists are saying to Absolutely. us. We need to make sure we're prepared when it actually hits because we don't know when that'll be. And they just ignored everything because got rid of it. Bunker Boy hated Obama so much. And got they rid got of rid of all of it. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And that's why our country is number one in cases and deaths mm -hmm. from COVID-19. And it makes me very, very sad on that because I do love my country. And I get no pleasure out of, out of saying, listen, you didn't do what you should have done. And this is what the results are. I don't get any pleasure. How do I know I won't get COVID-19? Nobody is immune from this. Right. Children are not immune. Healthy people are not immune. I mean, there are more cases of people with pre-existing conditions. But I, I went to this restaurant a couple of weeks ago, and the guy while we're waiting outside goes, oh, well, it's hot enough now that it'll destroy it. I think it, I think the temperature has to be like 140. To, well, to, I've heard eight different things, so I don't even know what the truth is. I'd, I'd rather talk to a scientist that's actually well, the truth. Pina, I, yes. it's, this is what I heard from a, a couple of scientists. The temperatures have to be a lot hotter than what we have. A hundred degrees isn't going to do it. But sunshine will diminish it. Right. It's not going to destroy it. It'll slow it down. And so those are things. But it's like it's not going to make you safe. You're going to be better off outdoors than you are going to be indoors. Right. All right. There are those things, but they're not, none of them are uh, permanent. All right, guys, I'm sorry. We are at the end of the show. This has been one of our babbling days. Uh, Eric, thank you as always. You're great. Thank you, Pina. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you. You're welcome. Ima. 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 Uh, we've had a great day and you know no matter what's going on in the world around you the one thing you can do to make it better and that my friends is to dance <laughs>